Welcome to Touched and Empowered, a show created to empower individuals to value their lives by hosting think tank discussions that will inspire positive action. Touched and Empowered with Katie and Ace starts now. So welcome to this episode of Touched and Empowered. I am Katie here along with Ace, and I am excited to share our very special guest today. We have Dr. Peggy Woods. Dr. Woods holds a master's in theology and a doctorate in ministry. She is the CEO of Wright, as in W-R-I-T-E, now publishing company, which is a professional writing firm that writes and publishes books. Dr. Woods or Dr. Peggy, I'm going to call you Dr. Peggy, I'm sorry, Dr. Woods is just too formal for this podcast, Um, but she helps busy entrepreneurs write best-selling books fast so they gain credibility, leverage their influence, and leave their mark on the world. She's an international best-selling author, international keynote speaker, a ghostwriter, and a writing coach. And Dr. Peggy is here to share all kinds of goodies with us. So welcome, Dr. Peggy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I thank you for inviting me to be part of this wonderful podcast. Well, I'm excited that you're here just because I like talking to coach writing coaches, because that was never my strong suit. (laughs) You just corrected my grammar, so I think you're pretty good in grammar. Oh, good. It's always always great to be better than what you, whatever level you think you're at. On my bio, I said, okay. Instant upgrades. I love it. (laughs) Yes, welcome, Dr. Peggy. I have to share, Dr. Peggy was like, I think I met, you at Manny Lopez's event yes and you know she had such a stellar stage presence it was very quick and at the time I was looking for somebody who could help me write a book and it had to it actually had to do everything to do with dating and then I was like I don't want to talk about that anymore let's talk about fantasy novels And we, we've sustained contact. Um, it's an on and off project, so we'll come back to it. But to, like, just so that everybody is aware, Dr. Peggy is such an excellent writing coach. I honestly believe if you can get in contact with her ASAP, her number is actually on her profile if you're watching um, the YouTube video. And from there, learn more about what she can do. With that being said, I have a few questions for Dr. Peggy. Ready? <laughs> I'm ready for you, Ace. <laughs> we're excited so so tell me about art can you explain that to the listeners art okay so I have I like to use an acronym called art and if you have a pencil and paper I encourage you to write it down so you write the word art going horizontally down your paper you mean vertically? Vertically down your paper, sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm watching you go vertically while you were saying horizontally. <laughs> so I want to make sure we're <laughs> writing it. <laughs> we're starting off great already. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got it. So you write the uh-huh. word art going vertically down your paper. And it's plans for authenticity, rapport, and transformation. And so I like to, um, these are like some of my favorite tips that I like to give people who want to write a book. And these are the three things that make up the biggest impact in your writing. 
Um, authenticity is very important because you want to be real with your audience. You want to be open. And like um, Ace was saying, you know, she didn't really want to get into dating at that time because, you know, she would have to really get into dating, right? She would have to really tell her story and really be vulnerable in order to connect with the person and to invoke change. And so authenticity, telling, you know, the truth, not, not necessarily talking so much about what other people's stories are or like the psychologist said, you know, you can add that, but what happened to you? How did you feel? You know, what lesson did you learn from it? So being authentic is very, um, very important when writing a story. And also people ask me about AI. So this is the age of, this is the question today. How is AI affecting your business, they ask? Well, it really doesn't affect my business per se because the people that I work with, they want to tell their stories. They want to create. Like I know when working with you, Ace, it was just a it was just dynamic. It was bouncing back and forth and creating and being able to use our brains that mm -hmm. uh, to express what we have gone through or what we want to express because you are wonderfully made. You are unique and no one can tell your story like you do. So I'm not really saying don't use AI, but I personally use AI as a tool. Mm -hmm. I use Grammarly, which is AI to, to uh, correct grammar. I might have a question. So instead of Googling it, I'll use AI. It's a tool. It's a good tool, but it cannot replace your story. So that's mm. when it comes to authenticity. You want to be careful with that. And you also want to be careful of plagiarism because the internet is going out and is getting information from everywhere. And you don't know what part of it has been copywritten. So A, that's the A, authenticity. Also, the R is for rapport. You want to build rapport with your reader. And so you build rapport through getting in involved in networks, being involved in masterminds, groups. But you can also build rapport to um, when it comes to writing your book. And you can build that rapport before the person even buys your book. Mm -hmm. So you might be saying, well, how do you do that? Well, your front cover, you know, if you have a degree and put the, you know, you put your degree on there, you put the name and your title and the subtitle so people will know what you're talking about. On the back of your book, you might put your story, you might put your bio. So if they're in a bookstore and they look at the back of the book, they'll know about you. They'll know if they want to connect with you based on what's on the front of your book and back of the book. Well, say it's not in a bookstore. Say it's on Amazon. And you know how Amazon, you open those few pages and you see the sample? Well, you can build rapport by putting your testimonial in the front of the book or putting your bio in the front, a testimonial on the back, or by having a foreword written by an influencer in that area of uh, whatever your book is about. So that's that's how you build rapport. And then transformation, transformation comes 
from telling stories. And I know you've all heard stories sell and facts tell. And it's true because people connect with you through stories. And I have a quick little story that I want to just read. And it's not a complete story, but it's part of a story. Mm. When I wrote my book, my first book in 2014 called 10 Tips for Power of Thinking, I wrote mm. a story about vision because I believe that we can change the trajectory of our lives. We change our minds. We can change everything about us by being positive, by having a perspective that um, the glass is full, half full, and not half empty. So last winter, is it okay if I share this? Please, yes, please. Okay. So last winter, I was sitting in my living room, enjoying the sound of rain hitting the sidewalk and the echo of the planes flying overhead. Brilliant flames illuminated through red cinnamon candles in my fireplace. A blanket and hot cocoa warmed me inside and out as I typed on my laptop. Using all of my senses, I could smell the cinnamon in the air and taste the white chocolate. I heard the raindrops pouncing on my rooftops. The sound of rain, it relaxed me and sent my thoughts into faraway places. I imagine myself in one of them on my way to the continent of Africa. I lean back in my soft leather seat aboard a luxurious 747 Boeing airplane. With the clouds beneath the wings, I, I was flying over a distant land to explore the countryside and the customs of his people. I was filled with joy and anticipation. So that's just an, ex, just an excerpt, a little um, excerpt on how a story draws a person in, it causes you to connect and mm -hmm. it causes um, transformation. And that's my art. That's a great way to bring in everyone's senses the way how you started that. I'm just fascinated with it because you brought in, you know, what it sounds like with the rain, what it tastes like with the hot chocolate, what it smells like with the cinnamon. And it actually, for me, it felt like I was like there on that journey with you. And that was really cool. Awesome. And um, Katie, I'm glad you said that too, because drawing in the senses helps you connect with more of your audience. So if you're an audible person, you want to hear the raindrops. If you are um, someone who's visual, you want to see, you know, you want to paint the picture so they can see what you're saying. And if you're a kinesthetic, you want to touch. So that's the, the method that I use to draw in all of my audience. Everybody. Mm -hmm gets to be um, to you to be uh, included as opposed to just saying I saw this or I saw that or saw that so that that is very perceptive of you 
sound. Beautiful. You know, it's so interesting. We were talking about stories before this call. Mm -hmm. Always fun. And, you know, Dr. Peggy Woods has an incredible story herself. And uh, could you tell us a little more about this concept of pain to purpose? Okay, awesome. Thank well, you. Thanks for asking. Pain to purpose was actually the title of just a story I just wrote, which you know gave me the bestseller. But everything I believe, I believe that pain is required for purpose. It's required for your growth. It's required for you to learn, have learned a lesson of strength. And so my story starts this way. Um, well, I kind of remember it like it was yesterday. It was in the early 2000s and I had been married for over 20 years. But most of the time, it was an abusive relationship. You mm -hmm. see, I was married at 18 and my husband was 24. We had two, three beautiful children. But we were unhappy. On the outside, we looked like we were the perfect couple strolling down the street with our kids and young. And But we, behind closed doors, he called me all kinds of names. He hit me when I didn't agree with him. You see, Gerald was what you call an, a narcissist. So one day I decided I wanted to write a letter to him. And in that letter was poetry. It was the first time I had really written something in that in that regard. And I never heard anything from him. I didn't, he didn't say whether he read it or not. I didn't know anything except that when I came home from work, I went straight to my computer and started to write. You see, therapy, it was my therapy. Writing was my therapy. I'd go to women's groups and I'd recite my poetry and look down and I'm reciting and I didn't hear anything. And I'd look up and the women were weeping because it was therapy for them too. But as for Gerald, he told me, I don't want you to write anymore. I don't want you to write these stories, these poems. What I want you to do is tear it all up and throw it away. But you know mm. what? I couldn't because I had lost my voice in that relationship. I had lost my will to live in that relationship and I had lost my identity. And writing was the little piece I found of myself and I was not willing to let it go. Mm -hmm. So by that time, my kids were grown and after 28 years, I finally found the courage to leave him. And I went on to become a journalist writing for newspapers and magazines. I wrote my first book in 2014. This book I showed you, 10 Tips for Power Thinking. And I wrote a workbook, a journal, an affirmation book to go with it. I wrote mm -hmm. another book called Five Easy Steps to Self-Publishing to help other people publish their books. And lastly, I wrote the image of a woman from a Hebrew perspective, because I found out in Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman 
from a Hebrew perspective that the word virtuous means strong, mighty, powerful, capable, mm -hmm. and wealthy. And how cool is that? Because it doesn't mean that in English. <laughs> so uh, I knew that I was destined to write. I went on to a workshop and in that workshop, coach asked us, who wants to be anointed? And I'm like, I do, I do. So he he was very, I was a very um, wealthy businessman and he was wanting to anoint whoever wanted to be anointed for business. So I went in the room and along with other people and he reached up off the, and pulled a bottle down off the shelf, a small little jar. And he poured this oil in his hands and he poured it in my hands. And I rubbed my hands together and I really felt the power of the Holy Spirit in that place that day. And I didn't know what to expect. This was in 2007. I didn't know what to expect. But within a month, I had Right Now Publishing Company. And so you just never know where life will take you. Life took me from a painful experience to my destiny. Because now I know not only was I destined to write, I was anointed to write, and I was commissioned to write. So that's that's why I write today. Um, the problem is we all have a story, but we're not going to write it in a book. 97% of people never finish their story. And if you don't write your book, if you don't tell your story, the person that needs your story, hear your story, will never hear it. Mm. And if they don't hear it, you take it to the grave with you. But I, it doesn't have to be that way because I teach busy entrepreneurs, you know, how to write best-selling books fast so that they leave a mark in the world, so that they gain the credibility that they're looking for and they, and they can leverage their influence. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. I got to tell Liz Brown that you were on our call. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is really empowering. And the strength that you had to hold on to this little tiny glimmer of light that made you happy in this extended period of time that was, un I'm just going to say uncomfortable because being in a long extended uncomfortable relationship is probably the easiest word I could use right now. But the strength to hold on to that one thing that was yours is amazing. Yes, yes. Well, I had lost everything. I didn't have anything left. I didn't have, mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even know what my favorite color was. When I first, when I left, finally left, my friend and I would take walks uh, during our break at, at work. And I would just be like, look at the flower. This is how pretty that is. Look, 
I see the sky for the first time. It was re it was crazy. And I know mm. maybe somebody can relate to that, but I was so down. I couldn't see the beauty of the of the world. I couldn't see the light. I couldn't see the flower. I couldn't see anything. I had lost everything. And when I found mm. found something that I didn't know I had that was given to me from the foundation of the world before I was even born, I wasn't willing to let it go. Mm. I couldn't. Yeah. Wow. And so that that, you know, that goes for everybody here listening on this call. We are all here for a purpose. You have a purpose. It's designed for you to give you a sense of worth, to fulfillment. But in the interim, as you give, other people receive. That's what life is about. It's about finding your purpose, persevering, don't give up. Don't say, oh, I'm gonna throw in the towel, I'm gonna leave this place, I don't wanna be here, I'm leaving, please don't. Because you will find on the other side is your joy, is your peace, is your love. It's, it's indescribable. Hmm. That really embodies, embodies empowerment right there. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's a very interesting time. I actually, um, speaking to, I kid you not, five young ladies mm. over the past week, they were all going through some type of separation or breakup or relationship issue. And there was something about it where, you know, I was like, sometimes when you anchor yourself into, let's say the thing that's you, that you love, that you, that you just have to keep giving, like being able to write um, or just being able to do what, even though you're giving, it still feels like you're receiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? That means that means you're fully and you're engaged in what you need to be doing and what you need to be creating and what your mission is. Because mm -hmm. if you feel that when you're giving, you're receiving, mm -hmm. not everyone feels that whenever they're doing just anything, right? That relationship tends to come your way mm -hmm. as well, or the better one. Um, and it, it was, it's very fascinating because I've been experiencing that when you're seeking that fulfillment outside of yourself, and I'm like very curious to hear what you, what, what you think, Dr. Peggy, if you're not doing what you love, do you feel that other people fall into the same trap and then they surround themselves with things that actually don't love them back? Just a very interesting philosophical question I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, that's too deep for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ace, um, you have great wisdom. I, I believe that. I believe that, too, that the focus is not on you when you're not doing what you love. The focus is on 
the external. Mm. External can't give you fulfillment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, no matter what relationship you are in, and I'm not condoning divorce, but, and I'm remarried, happily remarried. I found, or he found me. See what I mean about the writing? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's been four years now. And and that's mm -hmm. another thing, you know, don't give up hope. I mean, I was single for, I'm, if you add the numbers up, you'll probably see how old I was. But I was single for over 17 years. Mm -hmm. But I was living my best life, you know, single. So, yeah, it's very important that you uh, just find yourself. You know, if you're in a relationship, as especially as a young person having kids and trying to raise the family, you you just sometimes lose yourself. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you're just going through the motions. And a lot of people divorce after the kids are grown, you know, which to me, that's ridiculous. That's the time to party, right? <laughs> it's, okay. it's you and me, you know. But because they didn't find the fulfillment in themselves, or maybe they grew apart, or, or whatever the case, but it certainly helps to feel to um, be in your purpose. You know? mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen right away. Mm -hmm. I was in my thirties when I when this happened. You know, I found mm -hmm. what my passion was. And then recently, you know, not even later, I found, oh, you know what? I should have been in something creative all my life. So just, you know, take your time because, you know, life is really a vapor, but it take, it causes processes to, to come alive in you. And, and even though it's short, you know, it feels short because you're only coming to your own until you're older. You know, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still, I know I'm not on the older side of this no, not yet, baby. video. Hi. <laughs> Hi. But it and is the baby of the group. Know do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it varies for different people because mm -hmm. some people um, at my age are all retired and they're just like sitting on the couch and being TV all day. So it just depends on the person. I, you know, I had so long, so long of going around in circles, you know, coming back and saying, I'm still here? Wait, I thought I went past there to the point where I'm on a mission and mm. I will not stop until I take my last breath. Because life is good. And I think having a mission that feeds your soul Mm -hmm. makes it so it's not work yeah. it makes it yeah. so it's fun it makes it so it's exciting it makes you want to continue doing it yes yes and I have another book coming out too so I'm, yeah I'm doing the email for it that I'm going to give away fortunately it's not ready yet I do want to give away something though possible okay but it's I don't know the name of it yet it's a writer's guide so it's going to give you, it's going to help you write your own book. Writer's guide. Ooh, we should put that in the comments. I'm, I'm thinking definitely the link is going to go into the show notes for this because that is fantastic. 
Yeah. Yes. I, I, I can't give it away because I'm not finished with it yet. But next, maybe another time when I get it ready, I can mm -hmm. give people the link. But I do have something I do want to give away. Okay. Okay. To your audience, it's a book. Yeah. It's, a, it's a book. It's the five easy steps to self-publishing, and it has a little bit about marketing. A lot of things you don't know about publishing, as far as first of all. The word publish just means to make your book public. Okay, so once it's ready to go, it's published. Right, Writing it and editing it is the pre-publishing stage. Publishing starts at formatting and getting it into print or getting it out as an ebook. This book talks a little bit about marketing within your book. You always have to be intentional when you do things, right? You, you know, you market in your book and it talks about font types for different genres of books. I mean, things you don't really know and things that I learned when I first published my book. So if you want my book, I want everybody to pull out their phones. I pull out your phone and I'm going to give you a number to text to, and you can get my book for free. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's an ebook, so. Okay. 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 The phone number is 866-217-4813. What do we need to text? Text, yes, text this, that number. Is there a word that we need to put in? Yes, the word is publish. And if you look at my backdrop, you'll see how to spell publish because it's, it's an easy word, but it's not that easy to spell sometimes. So publish, you put the word publish in there, hit the send, and you will get a link to my book. Publish, got it. Yes. There we go. I will make sure that that is in the show notes. I put, it in, I put it in the chat right now for the Zoom room just so then that way I had it for later. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. So that's a gift to, to the audience and my donation to gave my donation to the Teen Suicide Prevention Group. And thank you. Um, that that was received and greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Peggy. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate you all for stepping into your purpose and to help others, you know, prevent teen suicide. Because I heard a statistic that the the rate is going down. Like the the kids who want to commit suicide are like 13, 12. And because my neighbor was, she used to work the hotline. And so mm -hmm. um, it's really, they don't. The ages are getting younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more, um, more seen now and definitely more like it, it's in, it's quite the movement that we're creating, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding that it is hitting younger thereby we need to also create the right strides mm -hmm. to support as many people as possible yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for your contribution and your donation and being with us today. We really appreciate you for everything that you do and everything that you've shared with us. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for, for having me. I appreciate you with your audience as well. Yeah, we love having such beautiful hearts and stories and such an incredible, generous person with us. Everyone, thank you for joining and feel free to download that link or download go to the link, you know, that we're going to have in the chat. Please uh, feel free to reach out to Dr. Peggy if you have that beautiful story that needs to be shared with the world. And as always, stay happy and empowered. We're here for you. If you need anything, feel free to listen to us. Send us some messages, right, Katie? Send us messages. I've got my list of questions for a future episode that we are going to go through and answer all of those. So looking forward to that as well. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the discussion today will inspire you to take positive action in your life. Until next week, 